to the Psy Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. You know how when they talk about the Bible, in the beginning there was, well, we have like the expert from the beginning, there was Elaine Clark, the expert about uh, voiceovers. There's Money Where Your Mouth Is, a complete insider's guide to earning income and building a career in voiceovers. And it's still one of the best books you can buy. She joins us, welcome. Hi, how are you doing? Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bayer.com dynamic.com and by vocal booth to go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors audio professionals podcasters producers and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients it's your go-to place for sound treatment soundproofing portable and mobile vocal booths visit vocalboothtogo.com for more information and by Hamilton Stands, founded in 1883 in Hamilton, Ohio, Hamilton Stands is the oldest music and instrument stand maker in the world. They offer a broad range of sheet music stands, band and orchestra instrument stands, and combo stands, including mic stands, guitar and keyboard stands, and accessories. In fact, the broadcast you're listening to is made using a Hamilton stage rocker mic stand. Visit HamiltonStands.com. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. Everyone turns to you. I want people to know that for more than 30 years that Elaine has performed in commercials like Clorox, Macy's, TiVo, Amazon, Panera Bread, Video games, commercials, you're an actress, you're in a new film as well. It's called Sorry to Bother You. We're going to talk about that, but uh, you, you're, a, you're the best in the business. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you. I'm so pleased to be here. So you still have the same passion, it appears, as when you first started. I mean, teaching people how to succeed. Uh, do you like doing, if you had to, you know, say the work, uh, being on film, uh, being a teacher, which one do you like the best? I like variety. So that's really the thing. I think if I just had to do one thing every day, I'm not the person who just has to stay in the booth all day, all night, cranking things out. That would drive me crazy. I need variety. I need to go to another place. I need to do on camera. I, I need improv. I need, need to, uh, to teach. It's in my blood. I come from a whole line of teachers. I have a degree in education. I was going to be a high school drama teacher till wow. I came to my senses. So, uh, well, sorry, I'm, people who are out there, I'm sorry, that was probably cruel. But uh, I just realized for me, I wanted to act and um, I wanted to teach people who wanted to be there and also who were adults. And I do teach some kids, but mostly they're adults and they're looking for another career and they're all different ages. And I've taken those 
people from the beginning of just saying, people told me I have a nice voice. And then, you know, taking to a place. <laughs> Do you like this? Hey, you got a voice for uh, commercials there. Yeah. Uh, you got a face for radio. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I just sort of t- took them from the beginning and t- see them fly at the end and just like doing stuff all over. I mean, I'm so pleased with the success of my students and I've had thousands of them. So a lot of people know them uh, because social media is out there, but it's it's a fun thing to, to teach and uh, to nurture and bring that passion. And one of the things I have that's kind of unique is that I... Uh, when I was starting in this business, oh, way back in 1980, uh, I know uh, when things were in real to real, that's well spelled with two E's. And it wasn't You're still like, going hey, strong, though. You're still the person people yeah. turn to, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, anyway, what ha- happened then is there weren't a lot of people who were teaching you how to do this. There was a little bit, you know, here and there and yonder. But uh, when I was in San Francisco, and I still am, there were 50 people in the market doing voiceover, and really, they didn't want anyone else. I so believe said, that. Oh, we got plenty. We don't need you. But I was determined to do it. It's also, I'll tell you a little funny story. So I moved out here uh, to the to the West Coast from Louisiana. So I came with a little bit of Louisiana accent. And so as I was losing it, people thought I was from England. Um, <laughs> and when I would go back to Louisiana, they thought I was from New York. Oh, so my. it was pretty odd. But anyway, so as I was doing that, I was trying to lose the accent. And I had like, rather than saying all of our, you know, I just had to learn how to say all of our. And, and put an H in front of O-U-R so it didn't sound like R um, and things like that. So that I uh, was then looking at patterns. I would sleep through TV shows and I would wake up for the commercials and I would figure out what the heck are they doing? How can I do that? Replicate it. Drove my husband crazy. He's, he's still with me. But, That's good. <laughs> yeah, all these years. I was yes. ask you about that. I'm glad you covered that. I'm wondering because, you know, not to digress, I, 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 do you find that, is there more people single in this business or married, do you think? Or it just doesn't you know, really... I have never done a survey about that. <laughs> I have, um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happily married and have been for uh, more years than I can remember. I mean, seriously, I'm going on 40 years of That's being wonderful. Married. Um, so that's where we sometimes look at each other and say, how many? Because uh, we met in college and it's been perfect. Um, loved it. Love every minute of it. So, and a lot of the people that we're with are in the same way. So I'm surrounded by a lot of people who are uh, happily married and have been the whole time I've been married. You ever and, single fight? Um, do, we, <laughs> do we fight? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It sounds don't, too perfect for don't. me. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, we might have a discussion, yeah. but we don't fight. <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting because people, I I guess it's in their blood. All of a sudden they start analyzing commercials as you were telling that uh, you began to do that. And you could kind of sense that you were able to break this down because I do want to mention in your book, once again, the Bible reference, meaning this is the like the voiceover Bible book, if you will. There's money where your mouth is. Uh, It seems to me, and I've, I've looked at a few, okay, there's a lot more nuances in, in your book, you, it's, it's probably the most complete book that I have seen. Why do you suppose that, uh, suppose that is? Well, and this is kind of funny. This is probably in the book, 30% of what I know. And I was trying to get, 
break it down in a way that they could take in the information. It's very dense. It's not intended to be read and then put aside. It's something to go back and reference and learn again and think about and feel. Uh, when I work with people either privately or in classes, um, either you know at my studio or via Skype or Zoom or whatever, it's all about how do you put your body in it? How do you how do you connect with the copy? What are you doing? And there's certain things that I need to show physically that I can't really explain in the book. So that's a huge portion of what I what I do because. I have found like perfect placements of how to move hands and the head and shoulders and, and, uh, I just hate to say it, but buttocks, you know, like tightening and loosening and, and uh, playing, you know, the different muscles in your back and in your arms and how they can create a sound. But I've studied every single one of them. And with all the students that I've worked with over the years and seeing it always work and then working with clients, if I'm directing someone and then the, uh, and then asking them just to do that little technique thing and all of a sudden they hit it out of the park. It's like, well, there's something to that. Yeah, there's something do people, you share stories with people and they talk about it, people in the business, uh, their little tips and tricks and things like that? Or are you, because it seems like most people can't put it on paper and really analyze what this is. You know, they either be an instinct or the habit, but you're able to actually put it in, in words, which is for someone getting started in voiceover or someone who's a pro, that's, it's like a godsend. Yeah, it's, um, it takes a lot of time to put uh, a page to write a page of information. I really analyze it. I think about it. Even it was really interesting because when I was writing the, um, the, the diction chapter, chapter, <laughs> as I swear, <laughs> right. that's really funny. Um, so as I was doing that, I would just feel different portions of my face and mm -hmm. then just go, oh, you know, that's where it's resonating from. That's how this does. And I just did the self-exploration and then I would write it down. So I'd try sounds and I'd write it down, try sounds, write it down. And this is where other people who have um, an interest in, in voice would then go, wow, that's so amazing because we didn't have the internet then. So that way we can just see this. And a lot of people have then taken this information and sort of flown with it. Well, it's very complete. Again, it, it, the fact that it remains the go-to book is, is really something because it seems like you got it right the first time. I mean, I know there's some updates and it's on the, the third edition. And I think you're, you're having another one, but uh, what more do you want to add to this? I mean, I guess you kind of have, you've done it. Well, the fourth edition is coming out and it will be out in November, 2018. And it has some things that we, I took away, um, and other things that I've added. So I've added some more scripts. I mean, the way the book is set up, um, the beginning is understanding how to analyze a script, how to connect with yourself, how to read um, between the lines, if you will, because I kept hearing when I was uh, working on becoming a voice actor, the words are not important. And I kept thinking, why are they not important when I'm reading words mm. for a living? And I had to really find out how to do that. So I trademarked uh, a concept called Making It Mine using motivation, intention, need, and emotions. And, and then I work with people and it really has people really, you know, 
so it can reprogram how they're going to do that. So anyway, the whole, the first third of the book is about how to script, uh, do the script analysis and put yourself in the copy and different obstacles that you're going to have. And the middle part is the workout. And that's where I have scripts. So I've added new scripts, uh, additional scripts. And then the third part is the marketing and business side of it. So that way you have the three processes. It's really intended to be like a 15-week course so that colleges and universities can use it. And I've had some high schools that say that they use it as well, but taking a little bit at a time. But I know that there's some pages that I might spend six hours with a class on and other people might read it and go, ah, that's nothing. Hmm. It really is about having your tempo change, your attitudes change, your intentions change, but having a purpose for why you're saying, saying the words and then you know, visualizing. There's so much to go into acting. And um, the main thing that we get out of this is trust in ourselves. So this is really about being a communicator and how our communication skills can transcend voiceover. It's about relationships with family and with business. So that's why I do corporate training as well. So, and I I, I coach newscasters and corporate execs. It's like uh, because it's the whole, it's all the same thing. It's about the power to motivate. So I was just working with um, a company yesterday because they have this big, huge pitch that they're doing. So they brought me in, and they said I'm I'm their secret weapon. So that I say, well, okay, I'm playing devil's advocate, and you're telling me this stuff, but you're telling me all the stuff from your perspective, but you're not connecting with me, and you're making all the stuff that you're doing that's a lot of work sound very heavy. And difficult. And our job in voiceover, especially in commercials, is to make everything sound easy. Mm. And uh, so it's the same principle. And we have to apply it everywhere. It's the power of suggestion and not demand. It's about in, uh, the, the relationship with the person you're talking to and not about cramming some information down their throat or sounding like your voice sounds so fabulous. I love <laughs> now you know so instead you know it's just really just talking like you and you wow. have different placements all you know like your head voice your mass voice your chest voice so i can talk to you like this or i can talk to you like this well i can do all sorts of other things so Amazing. it just really depends on where you need to go but the wow. muscles and the breath and how you put it all together uh, uh i'm an expert in that and I'm proud to say that. Yes. And we, we I'm, I want other people to know. And let's just get it out of the way. How can people reach you? <laughs> and your school as well. I mean, you know, sold. You got me uh, excited about it. But you also have some of the best teachers in the business uh, for your. Well, I'll let you tell, talk about it. How can people get in touch with you? Okay. Well, um, my company is Voice One, V-O-I-C-E-O-N-E. So, and it's in San Francisco. And they can just uh, email classes at voiceone.com and then we'll get all that information so classes at, at the at sign voiceone.com the business phone number is 415-974-1103 and um you know there's a if we are if we've moved spaces and not in that same don't have that same phone number you can look up voiceone.com or um, maybe i might even update my own personal website one of these years so I've had mine, same one for like 15 years. And I mean, really? It. Yeah, I, I mean, it has everything you need. You go on there, you see video clips, audio clips, and all the teachers. Again, I think you're very thorough. And one thing I do want to say, I know that from just talking to people, okay, 
people who are successful at voiceover seem to be uh, not only very efficient, they're good at, it seems, following directions. They really are. You have to. And the thing is, we're the tip of the iceberg. These people have been working on the script, going to meetings, having all this background information and, and, uh, and work to get to this point to record it. They know way more than we know. And we have to listen to them. They know that that one clip has to, has to be longer and, and you have to slow down in that part. This one word has to be emphasized because a client says it has to be. And if we just say, no, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to do it my way. We're not fulfilling the obligation, which is making the client happy. And our job is to make people feel and take action, not for us just to cram words down their throat. Why do you suppose it's so hard to self-regulate? I mean, I'm sure, okay, that it never gets old. People say, I want to get into voiceovers. You help them. And it's the same blind spots. What really happens? Because all of a sudden, you know, they get in front of the microphone. I'm sure that, you know, you thank God when uh, all of a sudden they act like the microphone's not there and there's this transparent thing happening and they're, they're flying with wings there. But for the most part, people get in front of the microphone. You're beginning in voiceovers. What happens? What are the typical things that people make mistakes on? <laughs> oh, I think the common thing is that because they talk every day, they don't have to have any training and that everyone's just going to throw money at them. Um, that's really not the case. This is a very technical business. We have that the voice has to fit through the diaphragm of a microphone that's about the size of a thumbnail and needs to connect with someone on the other side so you build a relationship. That person has to feel something and want to do something with that information and you're delivering it to them in a way that they absorb it rather than have to sit and think about it to figure it out. And you have to do more than you think because they cannot see you. And I think another thing that people realize uh, when they start doing this is how poor their diction is because they're used to people reading their lips because they can see them. And that's why I created two apps, Activate Your Voice, which is, um, which is a, a five-minute voice and diction app that's only 99 cents. And the other one is uh, Finding Melody in Your Voice. And that's uh, a free app, but it has a $10, $10 um, video that you need to watch over and over and over again so that you can use this training session to record yourself listen back, hear my examples, and it has a recording thing. So it's a really an interactive course for you. So you're building your ears as well as your voice. Is it cheating and if there's like auto-tune? Can you do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where all of a sudden, uh, uh, flat parts, you could raise it up? Or do they have anything like that to kind of help people out? Or no? Is that just in singing? Oh, oh uh, you can do that in, in recording stuff. You don't want to. I mean, the whole general concept is uh, garbage in, garbage out. We just have more tools to help that the, uh, clean up the garbage so it doesn't smell as much. <laughs> so, it has, so we have ways that we can, we can uh, adjust the, the pitch of the voice if it needed to be higher or lower. We have ways to speed it up or slow it down if the voice talent didn't do that. Um, but I, you know, I came from a time when we had to do it 
Exactly, because we were on reel-to-reel and they had a little little razor blade and if they cut it and they dropped that little piece on the in the ground with all the other little pieces of, wow. of reel, it was all over. Mm-hmm. And the poor engineer had you know their elbows and toes and fingers and everything pushing all the dials. And now things are so automated, people can very easily get lazy. But I think the lazier we are, the more time in the edit, the more technical and and emotionally connected we are to the copy and breathing properly and really there, the the easier the edit is because then we just have the heads and tails to get rid of and you have brilliance. If I and, put you on the spot and I ask you <laughs> a typical thing that people do, like can you imitate what beginners do when they try reading a script and then how it would sound better? I mean, that's really kind of putting you on the spot, but maybe like a sentence or two, what a typical, someone steps up to the mic. Sorry? Do you you want me to direct you or do you want uh, me to? No, you go ahead. I'll give it to you. (laughs) Okay. So I'll do the, I'll do the bad and the good. Let's see whether I can. So uh, let's see. I'll just take something. From and you had no idea I was going to do this, so um, no, you know, luckily just, I just happened to have a copy of my book around because yeah. And here's the other thing is I I wrote all the all the scripts in the book based on real commercials, but completely changed. I made up all the co- uh, the copy. I made up all the products, you know. But I just took the feel, the general feel of a spot. So it has so much variety in it. So it covers a lot of bases. Um, well, here's one that would have that would be kind of technical. So. Uh, what page? I'm going to follow along with you. And uh, if you have the book at home, there is money where your mouth is. A complete insider's guide to earning income and building a career in voiceovers. There's the plug. What's the page? Well, in the third edition, it's on 129. It's All on right. the person. 129. I'm on it right here. Okay, got it. So this is how uh, I'll try. It's so funny to try to do it badly. Um, uh, sounded really vain, but anyway, uh, you. <laughs> Maybe I should do it, but I, I'm sure I won't have a problem doing it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's okay. I'll go ahead and do it. I'm just trying to do, trying to um, get somebody in my in my head. So this would be it. You insure your car, your house, your life, and your health. Do you have smile insurance? Your teeth will last a lifetime with good habits and regular dental care. Smile insurance from Wonder Insurance help you maintain that gleam. That's because Wonder Insurance take the pain out of taking it. See in attendance and low monthly premiums. This keeps Wonder Insurance clients not smiling. Stop putting off that visit to the dentist. Protect those pearly whites. Get smile insurance. It's something new from the friends at Wonder Insurance. It was good. Well, I that mean, was that terrible. Was, no, what I mean is that sounded like someone who just, you know, it sounded like me just starting out. <laughs> Well, what I did is it didn't have, it, it didn't separate stuff. It didn't have a good emotion. It had punchy words mm-hmm. and offs at the ends of sentences. There are a few little glitches in there, which is, uh, and those are just common mistakes. But if you have to connect with someone before you start, you have to always see a person you're going to talk to and an individual who you know, who makes you feel something. And then you react to that. And then you just go, look. You insure your car, your house, your life, and your health. Do you have smile insurance? Your teeth will last a lifetime with good habits and regular dental care. Smile insurance from Wonder Insurance helps you maintain that gleam. That's because Wonder Insurance takes the pain out of seeing a dentist with low monthly premiums. This keeps Wonder Insurance clients smiling. So stop putting off that visit to the dentist. Protect those pearly whites. Get smile insurance. It's something new from your friends at Wonder Insurance. Sold. 
Okay. You, you, you would have booked the, the work right there, but I hear the difference. You can clearly, I mean, I want to say that, you know, doing uh, interviews with people, okay, you can bounce off of ideas, which I love to do and draw people out, that type of thing. But here you are with just copy, you know, for the person new to this uh, or even for the pro, you know, you're, it's just you and the copy. So mm-hmm. there has to be more technical stuff as if you're actually talking to people. And uh, does it take a long time before, you know, you go talking at people or talking with people? And what's the secret? Oh, I think I that most people are talking at rather than with. You need a response from them. You're talking with a purpose. The thing is, it's so innate in our regular conversations, we don't think about it. So what I really work on is how... Um, there, you have to work on the technical side of it, how to move the words, how certain ones are slower and faster. And I emphasize the word new, like new, free, and improved are the three most important words in advertising. So they have to stand out because new can only be used for, I think, like six months. And then they have to find another word because it's no longer new. So when it's there, they want to make sure that they use it. So, um, you know, there, you have to think about the styles. There's so many different styles. So even if you go to the uh, announcer chapter on 111 and 112, I have a whole bunch of different styles. So if you you figure that you need to, to um, there's traditional and real person and mock and stylized and comedic, storyteller, mm-hmm. image, awareness, branding, retail, et cetera. So if you, if you apply the wrong style on a script – we can tell that it's good acting, but it's not what we intended. So it doesn't work. I mean, there's, there are a lot of different things that people are looking for. And again, I, I stress the beginner because they're probably more, I don't know, beginners too. But, uh, but then again, there was a gentleman that you were on. It was a panel and he had been in the business for years. And uh, <laughs> it was actually humbling for, to see all these uh, folks, yourself included, uh, he didn't get it exactly right. I mean, it's you can almost be too smooth at this if you, you have to really get real. And so do you find that as a challenge to you to, to kind of get real and, and not go on autopilot with this? Oh, it's very easy to be um, just facile, just to do the surface and it'll sound really good. It'll hit all the marks, but it there's a hollowness to it. And that's the lack of connection and the emotion. We have to open up. And it's a funny thing about actors. And I think we're all actors. I like to think of us. And all of us should empower ourselves to say we're actors doing voiceover rather than I just read copy. Um, that we have, to, we have to, we want to do it until it's time to do it. So uh, our natural instinct is to close down our emotions as soon as it's time to read someone else's words. I mean, one of the other things that I've noticed over the years is that most people um, uh, back away from the microphone or they don't plant their feet solidly on the ground when they're reading someone else's copy because it's their body trying to escape from the lie, which is not their words. I have never used this product. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know who I'm telling it to. So, they, so the body reacts and knows that something weird is going on. Mm, that's interesting. So we have to, we have to convince it that this is the truth. And I never sell a product. I sell what the product gives me. So I don't sell a Band-Aid. I sell relief. Hmm. Or if I'm going to, a, if, I'm, uh, if the scene is about someone wearing a white suit going to a business meeting, they're selling confidence. 
you know, because now you don't want a few little red, red patches on your outfit because it doesn't look good. Essentially, yeah. that you know, I, I'm not sure if you. I think you mentioned this, where you know, the whole idea of giving people the thought that they thought of the idea when you're reading oh, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? As if it was their idea the whole time. How much psychology is involved in this? A lot, a lot. <laughs> it's the power of suggestion. And you're just suggesting that someone do something to improve their life. The, the times that people have issues are with sometimes with political ads. And other people who are doing a lot of politicals, they just say, well, my issue is not with how I vote. My, my issue is with staying with, the, with a party that I'm consistent with so I don't have competing ads. So uh, I'm either going to be all Republican, all Libertarian, all, all Democrat, whatever that you're going to be um, uh, as, you're, as you're recording it so that all of a sudden you don't go to a market and all of a sudden it's you on two ads talking to each other competing. So should you not like try to read perfectly or anything? You know, you maybe have, would you prefer the person have more of an opinion about what they're reading or to commit to the choices you say? But I guess you want to almost read perfectly when you're starting out and uh, say everything a certain way. But that, that will sound hollow too, right? Well, real people aren't perfect. And we stutter, we search for words, and that's why when it's real, you have to do it in a way that sounds real rather than I'm going to stutter now. And this is it. That sounds really manufactured, what I just did. You have to find the rhythms of your own voice. And that means just holding a mirror or a microphone up to yourself and just saying, what do I do? I've never paid attention to me. And that's why it's really for us to pay attention to ourselves so that we can connect with ourselves and be the best self to give to somebody else. If we've made the character that we're doing separate from us, and it's a product, and we are a product, um, so that, that it doesn't have feelings, then that's not, that's not going to work either. You have, to are, you have to connect. I want to ask you, so now this is getting to where you think about starting or uh, all the competition, and the best thing you could offer is you, as you said, learning to be you, but do people get, uh, is it daunting, all the people who, uh, and what do you think of those uh, pay-for-play sites, I mean, allows people to get involved and, and started, but it can be daunting with all the competition and people say, who am I? But that's really all you have in the end, isn't it? I mean, how do you, with all the different competition, they're only going to choose one person per, per audition. Well, they say it's selection, not rejection. Um, the, what, I, what I do, and I suggest to my students, is think forward, don't think backwards. So, there's going to be another audition tomorrow. There'll be another job the day after that. There's going to be something else out there. You throw the best audition that you're proud of out there and know that you're competing with a lot of really good people. But this is also, I, I think, there are 80% of the people who do solid, decent work. 10% are brilliant and 10% suck. <laughs> So now in the 80%, where the majority of the people are, where in that hierarchy? Are you at the lower of the 80 or at the higher of the 80? But that's where we want to have it, where, it's, where you are in the 10%. So that's what I always work with people is how to be the top 10%. So a lot of people say I'm tough as a director, but I try to get teach repeatable skills rather than you're just going to get this one script right today, but then you're going to not remember how to do it tomorrow. 
So that's what makes my teaching method unique, I think. So it's like, here are the things, the tools that you need. And if you just follow these, they work. And I've had, uh, uh, within the last couple of days, a few people just saying that they were at sessions and they pulled out some of the techniques that I gave them. And they went, uh, they, they said that the clients were astonished at how, how exact it was. I said, I know. Because it's it's I've seen the, uh, you know, you go and put Elaine Clark on uh, YouTube and it can be humbling. Some people don't take the direction very well. They thought maybe it's supposed to come out uh, more naturally, but uh, learning how to talk all over again is a humbling experience. Well, you have to, Dick Orkin coined the phrase radio rhythm, and you have to speak in a way that the important words stand out and the throwaways are thrown, thrown away. Um, and this is where a stage actor has the opposite. Talking about a product is not interesting. Talking about myself, very interesting. So now it's about you and not about the product. So we have to, we have to put the, the ethos, logos, and pathos in it. We have to put all of the, those three building blocks into our work. We can't just leave one of them out. See, that's interesting. I didn't. I, a light bulb went off in my head when you said that, that you can make it not about the product only, where you, whatever creates more intimacy, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, every script is, is different, uh, but I think there are really only about 10 different types of scripts, commercial scripts, really, when you start thinking about it. Um, there are slight variations. It's going to have different words, but it's a similar style. Um, similar types of emotions. Sometimes they want it a little closer to the microphone and sometimes a little bit bigger, you know, but it's still kind of the same feel to that spot. Hmm. So once you figure out how to break the code, that's why, you know, like in our, in our courses, we teach styles and then also spontaneity. So you know how to improvise and put more of yourself into it and trust. Trust is a big issue. You know, the, the buy the book class is where we go through the book and we really, really, really work on technique, but it can be kind of heady as you're doing it. And that's why the making it mine then says, okay, now let's take and do your subtext layer on that technique well, let's hear what's inside you. So we're dealing with the right and left brain. Uh, the creative side of the brain is afraid of failure, and the the logical side isn't rooted in um, and it doesn't it doesn't have an emotional base. So it will recreate, but it's not truthful. But so we got to put the two together, and that's why we had it's the great divide we have there in our noggin. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I feel like you can be a psychologist almost with this thing. And uh, I'm sure, so there's acting books. I think you mentioned that you, you know, uh, recommend people to even take acting classes or their books as well for that. And what about, you know, excuse me, I'll edit that out. Um, <clears throat> there, <laughs> excuse me. Um, that's with a drink of water too, but there, they have books on uh, intonation and mm -hmm. syntax. And uh, th is that taking it too far? Grammar? Well, I think, um, well, I mean, we want to have good diction. We have to play the notes of, of um, the alphabet. And most people don't play the notes. So you have the M's and N's and L's and V's. You know, so you have these resonators that are so pretty, like the string section. And then you have your articulators, the T's, D's, K's, P's. Those are like the drum section. You know, you can hear how that, that creates a drum rhythm. And people leave those out because it's hard to get a, uh, the tongue to resonate. 
or the lips to resonate. It takes a little bit longer. It's also hard for the uh, for the tongue to to tap those extra sounds. So we fall into the medium range. So people who have issues need to do a lot of uh, exercises. When I first started getting into this, I did a lot because I had a lot of work I needed to do to correct my diction. When I would hear my ads on the air, I would go, oh my gosh, my diction is terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Well, I'm, I'm saying, uh-huh, because of me, because I'm, th- <laughs> I'm thinking of myself that, you know, and, and trying to do it. It's, uh, it, you can, it starts that way and then you get a little bit better as you go along, I'm sure. <laughs> You know, yeah, but you start understanding your voice mm-hmm. a little bit, what it can and can't do, and how to play the notes. Well, let's do a duet. Ready? One second. I have to cough now. Okay. <laughs> how often do you hear that with voiceover talent? <laughs> oh, with uh, the clearing the throat? Mm-hmm. Well, I think people shouldn't clear their throats because it's a learned thing, and, it, and your body starts craving it. And instead, what I do is have a lot of hot water, and then it goes to room temperature. <clears throat> and then, you know, <clears throat> you know, but it's sort of a nervous tick that a lot of people will pick up. Yeah, I, mean, I know there are people in radio that do that. They're like, ah, ah, excuse me, <laughs> I'm just about to go on the air here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a nervous tick, like you mentioned. But um, let me ask you a question. So starting out, let's just say people do go on a pay-per-play site. I don't know if you recommend it or not in getting started and doing 100 auditions, thousands of them, getting it out of their system. Wrong thing or right thing? I don't think that anyone should go out there before they're ready. Um, because it takes a long time to repair the damage that you've done when you're not ready. Just because you can plug in a, a cheap microphone. <clears throat> now that I've cleared my throat. Now that you, you can plug in a cheap microphone, have, have uh, Audacity, which is free, and then uh, put a couple pillows up around you and start recording something, it doesn't mean that you know what you're doing. And so a lot of the pay-to-plays then base your, your reviews on your, the rate that you're going to be paid. And so if you get a lot of bad reviews, your rate is really low. And it's going to take you a year or two or three or five to recover from that. So depending on how often you, you do it and how much you improve over that time. So I, I say wait until you're ready. Then it, at a certain point, then go out and try it. But now, what if someone does a thousand auditions? Because you hear that all the time, right? And they get five. Is that good or bad? <laughs> oh, I think it depends on whether they're quality or not. So uh, there, are, there are a lot of different ways to look at it. And I'm not a, a big statistician because if I was, I would be very depressed um, because it is a numbers game. Uh, I know my numbers in certain areas are higher than in others, but I don't keep track of the numbers. I love auditioning. Mm. I like the challenge of auditioning. I liked breaking down a script and finding the emotion of it. It gets, gives me the showing that I need in the day. Um, do I need to, to read 50 scripts in one day? No. That would take the thrill out for me. Mm. I want to make sure that what I'm reading, I'm enjoying and I'm doing it rather than it's a, uh, it's a chore. Um, but really, it's about where people live and what their, what their schedule is like. So I can't be judgmental on someone who likes to live in the booth and do that. I just say, for me, I need a lot of variety. That's just who I am. <laughs> and you get all kinds of different people, don't you? I'm sure you have, what, doctors and lawyers and what's that Willie Nelson song? Um, don't let your <laughs> – mama, don't let your uh, 
kids uh, grow up to be cowboys. Now, there's, um, uh, they're probably different walks of life. And you hear some really neat stories, though. People who were in construction, he was in construction and then he made it. Um, it seems like everyone has a shot at this, don't they? Well, they do. And I think of, I think of voiceover at, for some, it's, it is the end all be all goal. And for a lot of people, it is a stepping stone for a better life, um, a, better, um, a better career in whatever it is that they're doing because they're better communicators, a better family life because they learn how to, to suggest and not demand. Uh, this work, if you do it right, becomes part of you and you can't help it. It's, you're one and the same. You know, I, so I really feel like what I teach is communication and better communication and caring communication. Sense. So you are, I just want to update, you know, you're uh, in a movie. You're <laughs> actually in a feature film. Uh, can we talk about that? Absolutely. So the name of it is Sorry to Bother You. And Danny Glover's in the movie from uh, Lethal Weapon fame. And uh, who else? And what's your part? And Lakeith Williams is the is the star of it. And he's awesome. And I have a scene with him, and I play Mary Rich, a game show host. And you, uh, she's pretty outrageous. Let's just say that in sort of a Hunger Games kind of way. So it's getting really good press right now on the indie circuit. Um, I, I I think it's an awesome film. It's very unusual, very interesting. It's packing a lot of theaters around the country and people going, wow, this is a whole new way of looking at a movie. So, and, and Boots Riley uh, wrote it, he directed it, and he wrote um, all the music and performed it with his band, The Coup, which is really good. So he's always been a political activist with his music and he put it in this, in this show and it's about um, a, uh, a black telemarketer who learns to talk white via Danny Glover uh, so that he can make more money and how he kind of sells his soul to the devil which wow. is, you know, corporate America and the process. With all the questions that you've had, I mean, you have, you've done a lot of interviews and, and helped a lot of people. What are some of the things you're surprised people don't ask you about as a voiceover coach? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, well, I'll tell you the question I don't like uh, first. How long will it take me to get there? And I think when someone puts judgment on themselves and puts uh, parameters, it locks their, their brain tightly so you can't move as quickly. Um, it's really when you open your heart, you're willing to make mistakes, and you're willing to play. That's when, it, that's when things happen. And I, I think for people to take that in is really a hard thing for them to do because they want an answer, and this is not a logical business. This is highly illogical, as Spock would say. You know, it's, it doesn't make sense to make money just talking. Now, we know that radio DJs do that, but doing commercials, really? Um, and video games, really? Their voices in video games? You know, and, and now people know, but when I first started, people were like, what? You know, you just, it was there, but you didn't really put two and two together. And I, th I think... You know, uh, as far as questions that people don't ask, I think I've heard just about all of them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking for something unique because, you know, you're bringing it to the table, of course, and this is uh, great information, actually. I just was curious if there was any areas that, you know, you haven't explored when talking about the, uh, the field of voiceover or just even 
for success stories or food for thought and people who, you know, are listening and they just want to get started in this and uh, they need maybe just two nuggets that you, I mean, can you do that? Actually just give two nuggets with all your wealth of experience, 30 plus years. Okay. I would say start with your ears, listen, do research. And that means listen to commercials, listen to the voices in video games, listen to toys, uh, listen, 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 and then imitate so that you have a connection. Then uh, the part that people don't like to do is then ask your friends to imitate you. What are your tics? What are the things that you do when you speak? What, um, What speech patterns so that you all of a sudden go, oh my gosh, I do that? So they'll do like their Saturday Night Live on you. Uh, <laughs> they're imitating you. And you go, wow. I really act like that. That's crazy. So the topics include voiceover aerobics, copy basics, building a character, melody and tempo, performance choices, tags, donuts, promos, trailers, commercial characters, corporate narration and documentaries. There's so much more. Uh, the demo, getting an agent. And then, of course, you have the new uh, version. This is uh, the third edition of There's Money Where Your Mouth Is, a complete insider's guide to earning income and building a career in voiceovers, and there's more to come. And where do you think the future of this business is going? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, One of the things that is very popular right now is um, artificial intelligence voices, voices for, uh, and also for like uh, GPS. You know, we have the, the Siri and Alexi and all these different apps and how it's, how the voice is trying to, uh, that whoever's recording the, the phonemes and the sounds and how they're blending together and doing it emotionally um, with their reads so that the computers can read it to see whether or not it's going to sound like us. Yeah. So, so far they haven't got, uh, got it right. So the goal is to have uh, a voice that would be like Scarlett Johansson in the movie Her and have that personality, but it, that technology hasn't made it yet. So that's, a, I guess, a fear that some people have that all of a sudden will be, be replaced at a certain point. I think that it's far away. We're still very complex people, and I think that the, uh, a lot of people won't have the budget to get those kind of, of apps, you know, to, to make it you know, just record everything they want. I've, I've listened to a few that are currently out there and they're very robotic, but it will, I mean, I think that's a goal for some people who don't want to spend money. I, I, uh, I mean, I'm a big advocate for the union, for SAG-AFTRA. I think that everyone, uh, regardless if they're in the union or not, should support the union. And um, it's, it's a slow-moving machine, but it stands up for our rights and for, for rate of pay and what we should do. And so the non-union actors should, should then support what the union actors are doing because um, it has to stay strong in order for the rates to stay well you know, well-placed. And, and on the same topic, though, then now you talk about the pay-for-play science, okay? So we had to go there, but um, it gives everyone a fair chance. Do you agree with it, that it's an okay? Do you say to beginners and your students, you know, hop on those sites and start? Um, yeah, if they want to go to uh, Voice123, I think that's that's fine. There's some a bunch of other ones. I don't think that, that uh, the pay-to-play should be your full income and your full direction. Um, for some people, it works out. Um, 
But I think that where what I work with people is so they get multiple agents in different cities so that you already have someone vesting the work, that they're different, uh, connect with the people you know so you can get work from people who you're not, you're not competing with other people because it's your friends, your friend of friend. And that's where you're going to get some really nice work. And then uh, build, your, build your business that way so that you get repeat business and you're not just dialing for dollars, you know. You're just, you know, doing, cranking out one audition after the other. That makes sense. When are people ready for an agent? I guess they'll, <laughs> they'll call us or if you will. I mean, how do you, people just know and, and how long is it before you admit that uh, people should send it out to an agent, their demos? Well, I think when you emotionally connect with the copy and, and you're, you have something to offer that no one else is offering in that market or with that agency, you can get representation. They're not looking for just a voice. They're looking for something more. And you may be fabulous, but that agent already has one or two or three people who sound that way. So they go, I have to pass because that's not necessary. I think they also the agents go to school to learn the word no. So if uh, one no will get you out of the business, they don't want you anyway. That's so, interesting. And you're a casting director, I mean, as well. And people, if they, I would love to talk more about that sometime. I mean, as far as what goes on when people get all these uh, auditions to begin with and what goes through their mind, because I think if people, this is where your book comes in. It's so handy that if people only have the insight of what they're really looking for, because I think that there's the, the blind spot or the lack of insight that really hurts people who are starting out. They just don't know what they're doing. Right. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, there's, there's something to be said about the innocence of just pursuing something. And there's also something that's reckless <laughs> at the same time. So you have to, um, there's some people who are doing so much pay to play work. They've gotten into this style where it's the voice and it's very hard for them to get out of it. So it's when I work with them, it's like, oh, you know, it, cause they've already gotten the money that says it's right. So it's very hard mentally to make that adjustment to do it a way that has more, more of a sound that, that a film actor would have done. See, that's interesting. So you're saying, okay, so there's limitations. They may be a big fish in a small pond, if you will, uh, if you look at pay to play, but uh, even though there's some national spots as well, but you're, you're thinking big, you're talking about, you know, really big work. I want to ask you one last question here with a demo. You, you hear these demos, okay? And, uh, and it's very short. You hear, blah, you know, just a, a, what, maybe not like that, but you hear something that's high and low and it's, it seems very spasmatic. Is that the way it has to be, these demos, where, you know, it's it, two seconds of this and cut and that and uh, it seems like it, it's happening very quickly and all these voices at once. Is, is that the way it is today? Well, I mean, it, it evolved over time. I mean, in the 90s, they were like two and a half, three minutes, but people just ran out of time. So that's why they're shorter. But each of the clips should tell a story. It shouldn't just be about going faster or slower, a higher voice, lower voice, a character or not a character. It should tell a story with different tempos and music and other stuff behind it. So that's why one of the things I do, because I've, I've produced thousands of demos um, over the years, so when I do that, we always work, we, I write original copy with the talent, and then we uh, select the music at the time of the session. I just tell them to go away, but I don't give them the script that we worked on. I say, here are the characters, 
that you're working on. Make sure you know those and any copy you, you can do so that if you're hired for this clip on the demo, you can actually deliver it rather than I direct you into something and now you get cast and now you're like, oh, I don't know what I did because that's not going to be helpful. It's going to be frustrating if you have a talent agent because they're going to hear the reports. It's going to be frustrating for you when you can't deliver. You need to know how, how to do this. So then we find the music and then I read it and then I would tweak the, the scripts some to, to match it. So then I place it all in different orders, like you said, where it has the, the different tempos and, and uh, what's fast versus slow and other stuff so that you can tell they're different scripts and they've gone with different styles. You have, you know, the, the real person uh, testimonial next to a retail spokesperson, then, then maybe a promo after that. And then after people have done just their generic demo, then they can go into specialized demos. And there are a lot of specialized demos, whether it's going to be a promo demo, um, a political demo. Um, some people are doing uh, explainer videos and e-learning demos. And, and you know, you, if you want to just go into a very specific area, you can do that too. Um, talent agents don't really want all those specific ones, but specific um, websites or pay-to-play sites will ask for that. So... That's why a lot of people are doing that. I, and I'm, I, I, if you have a talent agent, they should be sending you that anyway. And I think go to the source rather than go in the, jump in the hopper with everybody else. Interesting. That's what I've done. It's hard to get there though. That's the thing. It's hard, to, it's hard to find that agent, I'm sure, for people. I'm so glad that you're one of the best teachers in, for voiceovers and, and that you're so accessible and, and successful. But the book, There's Money Where Your Mouth Is, A Complete Insider's Guide to Earning Income and Building a Career in Voiceovers. Yeah, Elaine Clark has been with us. Uh, she's on the third edition going on four. And again, this is kind of like the voiceover Bible. People turn to it. They know that this is probably the most complete book. I can say that in looking at many. People need to go back and read it and take it in and, mm -hmm. and keep referring to it and uh, so that it's dog-eared and, um, you know, and that you can tell that it's, it was really, you know, used a lot. I just was talking to a student today and I was working with her and I said, man, you've come so far. You're doing so well. She said, you know what? I went back and just reread your book and practiced all the stuff and mm -hmm. I, so that I could just have it. I know I've worked with you for the last six months or a year, and now I just need to solidify it and trust. The one thing that um, that I think people, as a, as a takeaway for people, is that we want to be um, confident in our learning. We want to be playful and fun, you know, enjoy ourselves. And if you beat yourself up, it will take forever. Mm. If you uh, to be told how wonderful you are every time you get together, you're in the wrong business because they don't want to do that. That means that's what creates a needy actor. So there, there's a if we give if we have to then buoy you up every time when you're on mic, that's a lot of work and therapy that the director has to do or the engineer has to do or you have to do on yourself. So that's why you have to just. You go, okay, let's go ahead and try this. It's either going to be fabulous or horrible. Mm -hmm. It's a very fine line, but don't be safe. 
Well, I'm going to say <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> that really makes sense. I feel like in talking to you, really, it's a, you could really learn forever and ever and ever. And uh, so um, it must be rewarding to see the people who, who soar in the business, who work with you. And um, you have to take an interest not only in the copy, but it seems like you take an interest in people and what makes a person add something unique and bring it to the table. And uh, so thank you for teaching all these years. Thank you for your book. Elaine Clark, an award-winning actor, director, producer, certified teacher, and the author of the quintessential book, There's Money Where Your Mouth Is. And also see Elaine as a, a, a game show host in the movie that's out now, Sorry to Bother You. See it in, in theaters near you, right? Yes. It's fun. Go see it. Very unusual. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on the program. We appreciate all the knowledge and, and the heart you bring to the biz. Oh, thank you so much. And I look forward to talking to you again and, and hearing from some of the people who listen to this podcast. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bearedynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit vocalboothtogo.com for more information. And by Hamilton Stands, founded in 1883 in Hamilton, Ohio, Hamilton Stands is the oldest music and instrument stand maker in the world. They offer a broad range of sheet music stands, band and orchestra instrument stands, and combo stands, including mic stands, guitar and keyboard stands, and accessories. In fact, the broadcast you're listening to is made using a Hamilton stage rocker mic stand. Visit HamiltonStands.com. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission. To make you sound your best, thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.